0: So, folks, I am so excited to be here with my buddy, Paul. Paul and I met at at Hoffman, which was a wonderful retreat we did together out in California. And and Paul was actually the first person I met because he was the first person to ask me a question, which was, where is this place? And I pointed and I said, right here, I think. And, uh, you know, Paul's just, he carries such great energy with him. And I thought it would be super fun for us to get a chance to Talk to him and talk to him about his, his pretty amazing line of work, which which is Paul and I believe it or not our our lines of work are like Venn diagrams. There's definitely a little a little overlap in there. So with that, Paul, I just want to give you a chance to just introduce yourself and then I want to ask you a few questions.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. It's nice to see you again. I'm looking forward to looking forward to our chat. Um, I own a company. It's called West Memorials. We do custom headstones. Um, and memorials all over the country. So we work with families all over the country and all over the world um, to create unique headstones, something that's unusual, not like the traditional. And we also do mausoleums and veterans memorials and civic memorials, anything that requires um, some artistic ability or do something a little bit different And in the memorialization field. So we have a website. People find us from all over the country and reach out to us. And we design... Um, memorials for their loved ones.
0: That's great. So, so yeah. when, when a family comes to you and, and they they sit down, right? And I know some of the time you've even worked with people ha- before they've deceased, they want to put something mm-hmm. together with you. Right. And what are the kinds of things that you see families kind of thinking through, wondering about, talking to you about? What, what do you see there? Um,
1: we First thing, I, ch- I try to get an idea of kind of where they are. Um, and we try to, I try to engage them about talking about who, who this person uh, was and not what happened. So, so many times, of course, we're sad. We've lost somebody. Um, and eventually we'll get to the conversation of, Hey, let's, let's design something about how somebody lived and not what happened to them. Let's don't do a, a everlasting memorial to the worst day of our lives. Let's do a memorial that remembers all those days that led up to that day. So um, sometimes just getting someone um, to talk. And and I think that's probably the difference with us. We don't open up a book and we don't open up, um, you know, pick, pick one out of the front yard that you like. We just say, you know what? I'm. Why are you calling? Oh, I've lost my son. Well, tell me about him. So tell, tell me about your son. Mm-hmm. And that way I can get to know them and know the situation. And then we can start working on designs. My website's got a lot of different stuff on it. And um, we'll usually start with, did you see something on there that you liked? And that gives me an idea of what their tastes are, what the type things that they like, kind of the equivalent of sitting in someone's living room and seeing if they like contemporary or what their art is like. And but, so when they tell me things that they've liked, and it gives me an idea of their tastes are. So now I know what, what they like, and I know a little bit about who it's for, and we can start working on a concept uh, to artistically kind of bring that to
0: life. It's great, and what have you like? I mean, I imagine you've seen a lot of human nature, like like yeah. our core humanity, you know, our deepest selves. And we were, I was talking with uh, interviewing someone else this morning from Adlon profit. We were talking sort of the better angels of our nature, and you know those kinds of things. and And what do you what do you kind of experience when you're sitting on your side of the desk about human nature? Like, what have you come to know about people who are in these places where, where I, at least for me as a pastor, I find like tears are there in a hot second and, and smiles and laughs are there in a hot second too. You know, you go, can go back and forth between those pretty quickly, at least when I'm working with families, but love to hear what yes. that's like for you.
1: That's a, that's a great question. Um, what, and it, it carries over into the rest of our lives. So I, I work with, or work with my wife, Missy, and we, we share a desk and, Mm-hmm. And which is a, which is a great thing. Cause we don't have to wonder what happened to your, take your day today. We know I was, I was right next to you all day long. Um, but, but people getting are, are lost and, and are so, um, used to putting out their things on social media about how great their day is, how wonderful things are. And we're catching people when nothing is good. And, and the day is dark and things aren't going right. And they. I have a tendency of locking up at that point, but as soon as we unlock, it just comes out. And it's really kind of a beautiful thing to see. So I, I think there's that, there's that um, very willing to talk about how awesome everything is, but I think people are very closed off to talk about not being perfect or not being okay. Yeah. Um, and people apologize a lot. They'll start crying and say, I'm so sorry. So oh, please don't ever never apologize for being sad you get to be sad you get to be angry you get to be sad you get to be all those things you've earned the right to be whatever you want to be and when you're ready to hang up the phone hang up the phone and call me back when you're ready i won't be offended so when they but they come across i'm sorry for crying what are the rules how do i do this well you know is this too long Is it this is that it's like there's no there's no rules you're going through something never gone through and i'm going to kind of go through part of it with you but let's just see where this thing goes but i do think maybe that nature just that but When things get down, you kind of hunker down and tighten up instead of opening up and just kind of welcoming that that help and that discussion. But we find it in every day. I mean, I, I guess after doing it so long, I mean, we'll, we'll say hi to this guy. Next thing we know, we're getting a full-blown story of what their life is. So we've got some look about us that people just love telling us about themselves. Yeah. So we, we've gotten used to it over the time.
0: Yeah, it is it is powerful, right? Uh, just just that. And it's a sacred space. Like, like you said, people get bound up, understandably, very apologetic. And then and then, uh, you know, Mother Teresa had this great quote, which I love, love, love. She said, we will have peace when we remember we belong to each other. And, oh, and so much of that, I think, when we go through these rough times, right, like it's it's what happens is this memory of how we all belong to each other. You know, even those who've passed on passed on before. So so uh, I I know that I know that there you mentioned you have a picture at your desk that's sort of like you know your first one you did it's kind of like where you yeah. really captured that and it was such a it makes me a little conflunt even to ask you this question you know and because the picture was just moving in and of itself and yeah. and and could you tell that story share that story with people because I thought that was really powerful.
1: Well it was um I, I came into the business as a as a young hotshot, um, which was five years ago. No, I was a long time ago. I was a young hotshot and I really was getting into it for the business part of it. I was, I was going to be a salesman. And if I can sell this and I can sell that selling headstones, great. makes sense. Everybody's going to need one. I'll always have market business. Um, and after spending a couple of years in it, I really started to find out I'd always had a love of art, but just no talent. Um, and then as I studied it more, I figured I can kind of learn some of this stuff you know you don't have to be born with it you can you can get good later on and jordan wasn't born with a jump shot he worked on it um so we worked on that stuff over time and i would bring families in and i would talk to them about what they wanted and i would go to my boss and i would say hey boss this the smith family and they want this and they listen he would take a piece of paper out google something really quick he's a "Here, go sell this I'm like, great and i'm gonna go sell it and then i met the buford family and 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 Christy had died in a car wreck with two other girls um, after decorating for a dance. And they were heading back to get dressed and had a car wreck. So she said, I want you to come out to the house and, and um, design a monument. I want to tell you about my daughter. I like, all right. So I drove an hour out to these people's house, little tiny house in the middle of nowhere. I thought, gosh, Paul, you've driven a long way for not a whole lot. And cause I'm still thinking like that business guy, and we sat down and talked and we looked at junior miss videos and pictures and stuff and rodeo things and all these kinds. What an amazing kid, truly, truly amazing kid. It just it was just a rough deal. And I, I said, okay, I, I, I got I, I to go work on this and going will come back with some drawings. She said, hang on a second like, before you go. And she reached over and she pulled out a picture of her her little wallet sized picture said while you're working on the design i want you to remember who you're working for you're not working for me you're not working for him you're not working for you you're working for her Mm -hmm. i was like like i didn't have enough pressure already but thank (laughs) you and so i took that picture with me and i did exactly what she said because not to do so would not be honoring your wish and for days after that i sat the girl's picture and just stared at it because nothing popped in my head and then you started researching and designing and did not take that to my boss because he wasn't in that room he wasn't talking to that mama and he wasn't hearing the stories about this girl and he wasn't the guy to do it. So that was the first time that I took it from concept, listening to family, drawing it, having it rendered. And I took it back to the mama and I was terrified. I'm bringing this piece of art that I've worked on for a week. And if it's wrong, I didn't know. It was really the first time I'd done something artistic that I put out there and I could have gotten shot down. And I pulled the cover back. She looked and said, don't change a thing. It's perfect. And, I was absolutely hooked. And I and her picture, this is almost 30 years later. Almost 30 years later, her picture still sits on my desk all the time. I remember who I'm working for all the time. And, and she kind of led me to the next stage of it.
0: And that is your and I just, I just think about a servant's heart with that, right? Like we're here to serve, you know, we're here to serve. We're not here to proclaim or have big ideas. We're here. We're here to serve. We're here to serve other people. And and I know, I know your job has, has heavy moments. And I also know it has light moments too. I love the story about the wife with the, uh, with the bench and the mausoleum for her. For her husband. And and, and that, yeah. that, that brought a big smile to me because I just thought, yeah, sometimes wives know a little bit more than husbands. But would you mind sharing that? <laughs> sometimes story? she may be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Let me that. check what's missing. Uh, <laughs> would you mind sharing that story?
1: Uh, no, no, not at all. So um, this is a family in Boston, the Carberry family. And Mrs. Carberry um, was terminal with cancer. And I got a call from the daughter saying, hey, Mama's sick and we want a mausoleum. And I said, I'll be right there. So I hopped on a plane and flew to Boston. We went to the cemeteries, picked it out, came with a design. Everything was great except it was time to go. So we were sitting around the kitchen table and daughter, Miss Carberry, Mr. Carberry. And um, she goes, all right, we're ready to go forward. How long is it going to take for you to do it? And I said about six months. She said, the doctors say you have four. I was like, then it'll be up in three. And um, she goes, one last thing before you go, I want you to put you know, two crypts on this side of the bench on the other side. And her husband looked and said, what do you put a bench in there for? She said, so you can come visit me after I'm gone. And he said, honey, I love you very, very much. I am not going to go come to that cemetery and sit on that bench in a rock house to visit you. She goes, whatever. Paul, put a bench in there. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> she was a yes, ma'am kind of person. So yeah. I said, yes, ma'am. And went back, got it done in time. She was able to see it. It was a wonderful thing that I called back. Um, several months later, I talked to the daughter. I said, how's everybody doing? Everybody okay? And I know you lost mom, and I'm sorry to hear that. And she was doing great. Everybody loves mom's She was fantastic mother. Just absolutely thought it was the greatest thing in the world. She goes, I'll tell you something. It's a good thing that bench is there because dad has not missed a day visiting um, mom since since she died and it's a good thing you put that bench so he's got a place to sit even when she was sick and dying she knew him better than he knew himself and um it turns out she was right about that as well i,
0: I love that i love that and yeah. and, and you know a couple of other questions paul like and those bring such a smile right and it's like you and i were mentioning again like like tears and laughter are always so close yeah right right, right. Just crazy. you can't help
1: put yourself in that in that story and yeah and how would how that relates to me and how that relates to our story. So totally,
0: totally. And, and that's what yeah. I sort of want to get to like, um, uh, you know, my story, our story, the story, you know, those are the three main stories we all kind of think about. Right. And, and okay. you and I both in this, in this, in this way, we're with people at threshold moments, you know, at these, 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 these moments that are very precious and, and humbling, sure. very humbling. And, um, you know, like how has it changed you as a person? Like like you've had these experiences, right? And and, and you can't go through that stuff without it changing you in a lot of ways. Sure. And it obviously hasn't left you bitter and broken, you know, and 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 how do you feel Thank like me. it's changed your your life and your perspective on what matters, mm-hmm. what's important, and what lasts?
1: Um well, Thank you for saying that. I don't, I don't think it's left me bitter and broken, but, but it, it does. It's a very, very tough business. That's um, it's, just hard on your insides. Yeah. Um, people are calling us cause it's usually a tragic situation. If, if, if uncle Phil dies at 120 years old, you go buy him a stone that looks like aunt Susie's and you go to the local guy for that. If you're reaching out from somewhere in the world to us, it's probably a bad deal because normal wouldn't do. So we're hearing some pretty rough stories day in and day out. We're catching people with the worst day of their lives or worst time of their lives mm-hmm. day in and day out. Um, so you can either freak out because not only are we not guaranteed tomorrow, we're not guaranteed to drive home. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you you don't know. And my my joke with Missy is I don't know how I'm going to die, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a surprise. Um, <laughs> so you don't know what's going to happen. So you either freak out and you don't do anything. Or you make sure if the drive home is it, things are smooth. So Missy knows how I feel about her every single day. My kids know how I feel about her all the time. We end every phone call with I love you. I get I love you, Daddy. My kids are 22 and 21. I'm still Daddy. So I love you, Daddy ends every phone call. We we do that. If we want to go somewhere, we go. If we want to eat something, we go eat and if we want to try something we go try it because i'm not going to save up and wait i'm not going to hang on and make sure everything turns out and it's interesting when we let go things kind of take care of themselves you know everybody saves for that trip or they save for that retirement are they save for that thing that you may or may not i've heard of a lot of people that died with a lot of money and zero stories right yeah. so and and to us we are very it really really brings us into the present we we I right now is my time with you is the most important thing going I'm going to spend my time with you and then then the next present moment will be the moment that I take care of at that time so we tend we plan for the future Not stupid I want to make sure that I have a house in 20 years but I'm I'm also much more trusting of now and not so hung up with eventually it's going to be okay if I fix on this or and I'm not so much worried about the extra 20 pounds I'm carrying around. It's okay. It's, you know, it's it's. I, I've got me. I got my family. Uh, we've got love. It's it's all right. It's not that. Whatever it is, it's not that big of a deal. And it gives us a sense of perspective. Um, you think you're having a bad day? I just talked to five people that had a day that would send shivers up and down your spine. You're not having a bad day. Um, you're having a difficult thing that's frustrating, but you're you're not having a bad day. So when I really start getting frustrated with stuff, I go, you know what? I'm really not having a bad day. I really don't have any really big problems. That, that person I just talked to that lost their son at seven. They're having problems. I'm not. I'm okay.
0: It is It is fascinating too. All right. Like that, that I, I think about the whole urgent versus important, right? And urgent can kind of get so much of our attention, but yes. then there's these, these first things first, right. And And we just, and it always comes down to the present. Like how do we live absolutely in the moment? and give someone the grace of presence, of full presence, you know, in that moment. All right, so Paul, I have to close on a crazy question that you have probably okay. been asked a hundred times. No, probably 200 times. All right, if you designed your own stone, <laughs> what, 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 would it, what would it be
1: like? What would it be? Um, well, we have, and I get that question a lot, but have you designed yours and what does it look like? And, and the answer is no. And they say, why? Well, because I know how I dressed in the 70s and 80s. And I know my, my tastes change over time. And I know things that I think... The same reason I don't have a whole lot of tattoos because I, I don't trust my own judgment. <laughs> and I know I'm a, I don't want anything too permanent. So, um, so we've talked about different things. Right now, the plan is that Missy and I are going to donate public art. Um, and the idea is... Um, when you were raising, your mom always said, wherever you go, make sure you leave it, make, leave the place cleaner than you found it, leave it more beautiful than you found it. Um, and we travel a lot. And that's part of our don't don't wait till someday. So we travel a lot. so We've been to a lot of places around the world. Um, so we want to leave some public art in our town and some other towns. And that's going to be my memorial that, that we think we, we tell people we're the most prolific artists there are. We've got we have art and art galleries all over outdoor art galleries all over the world. Um, and we just kind of want to do that. That way people can look at the art I'll dedicate in her honor, dedicate in my honor. We've left something more beautiful. Um, and this kind of the world will be that, but I could change my mind. I used to have a mullet too. So, um, I may change that may change in the future. Right now, the plan is we'll donate public art and, um, and that will be our memorial and what we'll leave behind.
0: Oh, Paul, boy, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. What a, what a beautiful legacy that is, you know, and so, like you were saying, like you capture so much who you are. I mean, that's, and that's what we want to do. We want to, you know, get the God makes all this unique, gives us a unique gift to give to the world. And, and our job is to do that gift, you know, and live through it. So, Paul, I cannot thank you enough, my friend. That was wonderful stuff. And I, I look you. forward to putting this all together and sharing it with people. So thank you so much.
1: Well, my pleasure and thank you for what you do and, and, and what a thrill it was to see you. Thanks for thanks for the chat. I enjoyed it.